We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Best Judy's an LGBTQIA podcast all about the amazing people in our lives and the incredible work that they're doing. Hello, my name is Justin Hill. I'm a TV presenter and red carpet reporter. And the terribly average thing that I did today was I took four bags of clothes and shoes to the Salvos. That's not average. It is You're doing good work. (laughs) It's been honestly been on my mind for months when I started my cleaning regime in my house where I was like, <laughs> every drawer must be clean. I was like, I have so much stuff. And oh boy, wasn't it a privilege inconvenience for me when they weren't open when I wanted them to take my things. But did you Marie Kondo the house? <laughs> I absolutely. Like, literally, if I could have folded my boyfriend up and put him in a drawer, I probably would have. Don't do that. <laughs> Poor thing. Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. And today, the most average thing that happened to me was I had a plumber come to my house and fix my tap. Oh. And that's oh, I not bet he did. <laughs> did he have a look at your pipes as well? No, he just came in and fixed the cold tap on the bath, wow. and that was it. It was nothing special. <laughs> is it now a hot tap? Oh, this feels really awkward. Yeah, no, this, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call a video on that. Okay. Stop that now. <laughs> Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Now, we've seen this story come out recently uh, about a grandfather who came out at the age of 90. Now, this story immediately just melted my heart. His name is Kenneth Feltz. And, so um, cute. Yeah, he, he bravely told his lesbian daughter that his first love was with a man called Philip. And then apparently the floodgates opened and he was like, you know, I want to live my um, true self. And while this is a beautiful story... So cute. I love it. Yeah, and I think that, like, this is such a topic to discuss about coming out later in life because you literally have people who... And it happens. Yeah, and some people are just, like, their lives when they were, you know, our age or even our coming out age were completely Mm. different. The sad, sad twist to this story is that he was telling his daughter about his first love, Philip. Yeah. Um, And then, like somehow um, someone was trying to track down Philip and just sort of see if he uh, was still around. And someone did come back to them and said that um, they did know Philip and that he had only just passed away two years earlier. Um, It just, uh, it was, it was... Oh, that breaks my heart. I know, and he oh. and he just was like, "Oh my god, if only you know, I had come out sooner." Or I mean, even just for some companionship, yeah. I just, oh, it just broke my heart. But I mean, hopefully they had some beautiful times earlier on together. I hope so. That, that also, treasure. have you seen? There's that uh, documentary on Netflix called A Secret Love about the two. Oh, the two women? The two women. Oh, my God, it reminds me of that. Oh, the tears at the end. But that's another thing. They didn't come oh out God. They didn't come out no. until they were in, like, their 70s. And don't you think that their story was... Uh, like, you and I, what we've watched a lot of LGBT, um, you know, screen stuff, and we've yeah. seen bits and pieces, we've been to events, and I do feel like, you know, a, a lot of the stories are very similar. Yeah. But the story of those two women was so it different. It was like nothing we've ever heard before. And it was ever really, seen. Yeah, it was really nice to see just the, the, the LGBT story that was just, it just worked, it just was their life, it's yeah. just what they did. And although there was the hardships in it with, with everything that was going on, obviously not being able to be out at that time. Yeah. It was still, 
it was just their life. And it's just what they did. There was definitely an element in that um, special that took me back to the 78ers and their piss elegance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their little, think? their little, um, their house, par- not house parties. Where did they go to? You know, they like have like secret parties, bars or something? They? Yeah. Like, I, it, was, my, oh, yeah. it was beautiful though. I just all I could think of was, oh, that's piss elegance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I, you know, coming out later in life, I think uh, it's, we have social media and yeah. we have, like life was just so different. Yeah. And I have known um, some men in my life who I know had they been born in a different generation, they absolutely would have come out. Early, yeah. um, one of them I worked with and I was, I, it, it was really actually quite heartbreaking to see because I could see that he was trying to sort of tell me in a way that this is who he was, yeah. but he was married and he had kids and it was almost like he was um, looking at the life that could have been from a distance, but it was like that moment had passed and yeah. so there was absolutely no point in addressing it. Um, I, it's just, it must be so difficult to come out at such yeah. a, and especially as well, because I feel your sexuality is such a big part of who you are. It's not everything of who you are, mm. but it is such a big part of who you are and to completely change your life and change the way that people view you and the way that even you view yourself is a, it's a hard thing to do and it would be such a scary thing to do mm. but hats off to the people that do come out later in life and are able to find that acceptance yeah. in their self to be who they really are and i think too like you know we've um, spoken to a few people at a few different events about this that social media can be a beautiful thing for people mm. who do come out later in life because there are facebook groups yeah. there are forums there are you know there are ways that they can communicate with other people who are on this you know who are in the same We're going um, through the same yeah, moment as what yeah. they are and i think that's a beautiful thing because they have probably spent they could have spent like 40 years thinking that this was something that they could not discuss with anyone. yeah or not yeah. you know like and not actually have anyone to talk to about it but um but they, there are places and people that you can, um, you know, you can go to. You can talk about what your situation is, and um, if you if you are someone who has come out later in life, uh, have a chat to us. Send us a DM on Instagram at Best Duties. We would love to hear from you. We want to hear your story. Uh, we want to hear how it was different for you or what challenges you had, and um, perhaps we can get you on for a chat. Yeah, absolutely. I think because. I personally, I don't know. I don't know whether I've told this story before, but I came out at fifteen, so I was very young. I never, I've never experienced life being straight. Yes, we know. Comments, we know but... that your mother was blessed by Elton John, and then you came out. Yeah, of pretty her much. Womb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it would be really interesting to see what life is like living it in one way, and then yeah, changing it. And, and I do. I like. On. I want to go back to what I said before. I like. I know that not all coming out stories are the same. But generally, you know, there's kind, you know, kind of a way that they happen, um, and each of our story is individual. But I do really feel like there are so many people who just have stories that are unlike others. Yeah. And I really felt that when I did watch that documentary of those two women, I was like, wow, this is a story that I have not heard yeah. before. Like, and it had me captivated. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was in tears at the end, like hysterical. Uh, but I think fundamentally, <laughs> what it all comes down to is that they just had. Um, a love for each other and they didn't want to um, sacrifice that or they didn't want to, you know, I guess dampen that in any way. And they kind of built their own, okay, this is how I would describe it. They built their own little world that they were happy to live in. Absolutely. And they kind of, yeah. And they kind of knew that maybe things weren't going to be perfect. And so when something did happen later on in their life, they were, it was almost like they're like, oh, this is just like the cherry on top. You know, yeah. we were happy in our own little world and we were happy that it was just the two of us. But now to have 
you know, nieces and nephews and family and people in nursing homes and um, and stuff like that. I think they just saw that as an added extra. Yeah. 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 It was very cute. It was, it was very cute. Highly recommend seeing that. What oh, was it called again? A Secret Love a on secret Netflix. Love. Yeah. Now, another story that uh, we saw out this week, and I want to kind of reference one of my favoritest peoples, uh, Jonathan Van Ness. He uh, took to his Instagram page, uh, you know, and and had some very sensible words for us, as he usually does. Um, He put up a meme that was a picture of him with um, a few little clouds at the top of it saying, going to the bars, not wearing a mask, uh, saying all lives matter. And then it had one caption of him saying, just because you American... And then another one that said, doesn't mean you Amera should, which is Ooh, very, very... Very um, telling at the moment. Absolutely. And oh, his my caption, gosh. His caption that went with it said, I guess we're adding going to Fire Island to Queens. Please, y'all, as things continue to open up slash spiral out of control, be responsible with yourself. If you're partying, you are risking every single last one of our health. Fire Island Queens looking at you. Partying with your family in large numbers looking at you. Having parties while not wearing masks is like having unprotected sex with everyone there let's protect each other yes and since black and brown people are dying at much higher rates your refusal to wear a mask in crowded spaces is literally racist have a good sunday now i think he brings up some very valid points absolutely and literally i can't even tell you i have turned into one of those people that looks at my tv and just shakes my head and goes tut yeah. tut tut like if i see one more bit of footage of someone you know like at a party or... I mean, there was some footage of apparently some nightclub in Brisbane or on, in Queensland where there were oh, all there these people huge, packed. There was a huge... Um uh, a huge buff, uh, bush doof up in Byron Bay that had right. a thousand people on a property. I, how? <laughs> it, it's not worth it. No. <laughs> why are we still doing this? Like... It's been really hard because things have been starting to open again. And yes, it's all well and good that things are opening again, but we can't take it for advantage and we can't take advantage yeah. of it. Because if we start doing that, then things are going to start rolling back like yes. they have down in Victoria and we're just going to put ourselves Victoria, three months ago. And it keeps getting worse as each day goes yeah. on. Yeah. And I mean, there's, you know, there are whole apartment blocks now where they're being, um, you know, put on a mandatory um, isolation. And And I know that there's a lot going on about that with, you know, food supply and essential services. And I do agree that those people do need, you know, um, the basics and they need help. But if someone were to come to me and say, I'm sorry, you have to stay in your apartment for 24 hours or you have to stay in your apartment for five days because there are 30 people in your building that are sick, I would be like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm staying home. It's okay. Don't mind me. Yeah, and I know there's a lot more to the story and some people may disagree with me saying that, but honestly, at this point, if someone said to me, you need to do this because this will help get it, like, sorted out. Then I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I think as well, with everything that's happening over in Fire Island, we watched in Sydney, Bondi Bondi especially, became the hotspot in Australia for Mm -hmm. coronavirus. Mm. Everyone's out on the beach at Fire Island. What do they think is going to happen? That it's just all, it's going to be fine and dandy and it's going to go away? It's not. It's like (laughs) the perfect recipe for a disaster. Yeah. And can I also do a little special shout out to any of those people that are listening or know someone who was one of those security guards that was on Grindr hooking up with the people who were in isolation, you know, with suspected coronavirus or with coronavirus Good work, guys. Now, I actually had a friend of mine who flew back from uh, living in America. Mm. Um, Shout out to Henry. Hello. Um, And he posted a screenshot of his grinder and had one of the security guards messaging him. And he goes, I'm not about to be doing this. No. How would you feel if if you were at home right now and 
you were one of those people and you knew that you were essentially the cause that you were the second person to spread a disease that we don't even know. We don't even know if it can be cured yet. But just because you couldn't keep your dick in your pants. Like, it's not hard. Choose someone else, honestly. Yeah. Or just like, no. It just makes me so angry. Don't try and pick up someone. And also, too, I'm I'm assuming it went the other way around. I'm assuming it wasn't just the security guards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that there were people in isolation who were chatting to other people as well. Like, chat with someone, talk with them. That's safe. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Don't go and hook up with someone. It just is so irresponsible. And they're saying now that the situation that Melbourne is in is going to set back the economy in Australia. Like, that's the ramifications that this is happening. So your cheeky little one-night stand is having an impact on our economy. And, you know, we just want things to get back to normal as quickly as they can. And everyone needs to behave themselves and not go to Fire Island, Mm -hmm. you know, not go to parties. Not have grind of a Yeah, and it's not a lot to ask. I think I would like to think that our community is more responsible than that. You would hope so, especially with all the things that we've gone through in the past. Absolutely. Like, you would just, you would hope that we have the smarts to turn around and go, you know what, this is what we need to do. Yes, we might not have Pride this year. We might not do Circuit over in Europe this year, but... It's going to be worth it in the long run. I think it. we need to be setting an example that we are, you know, doing what we can as a community to make sure that we're getting out of this as quick as possible. And then also, too, yes, you may not be able to party and get lit and go crazy with your friends, but that might be a good place for you to look internally and see how else you can celebrate Pride because, mm-hmm. you know... For some of us who, you know, are not so much into that huge party scene, we celebrate Pride in other ways. And maybe you should be looking at ways that you can celebrate Pride. And that might be donating to an LGBT charity. It could be, uh, you know, um, you know, buying a book from an LGBT author. Like there are so many other things you can do that don't include getting crazy and going out with people and partying. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's not what we're all about. I think every single member of the LGBT community would say, yeah, even if you love to party, you would still say, there's a part of me that is like a sensible person who is, you You would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so as well. Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. All right, so we've been uh, two cranky old men today and had our rants about our things. Yeah, but angry, <laughs> angry, angry women today. Oh, look, there's just a lot of stuff going on in the world. And, you know, the, when you don't have that many people to vent to anymore, I mean, how many Instagram lives can you do? Um, <laughs> we uh, There's a part in our podcast where we like to do an affirmation, or as we like to call them, an affirmation. So, Sam, what have you got for us this week? Um, so, I don't know if any of you have been seeing, but I've been posting lots of positivity quotes on yes, my Instagram at the I've moment. I've been those. going through some things at the moment, which we'll probably touch on quite soon. But um, there's this Instagram account that I have been posting from called Fleur de List Speaks. And Fleur is a uh, psychologist from America who also has the most stunning handwriting you will ever see in your life. <laughs> like, I, this woman, Weird I, I flex, don't. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, it's just so nice. But um, she posted something a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was. Uh, and it was, the task ahead of you is no match for the strength inside of you. Yeah, and I just, I just, with everything I've been going through a bit at the moment, unfortunately, me and my partner did split up. So that's Mm. something that I've been dealing with at the moment. And seeing the task ahead of me, it's, it's scary. But hopefully, I can look at it and have some strength. Yeah, 
move forward. And it's it's a moment to really happens. look. I mean, as we were just talking about, it's a moment, and I think this is a time for a lot of people where a lot of people are looking on the inside yeah. and doing a little bit of self healing, searching, yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, you can see there are, there are lots of couples that are breaking up, and there's a lot yeah. of that going on because it puts a lot of strain on your relationship when you spending every waking hour with Absolutely. someone isn't an easy thing to do, and especially with Corona as well. You spent so much time with one person and it can be great and it can also push things back as well. There's also nothing wrong, like anyone who's in a healthy relationship will tell you that there's nothing wrong with spending time on your own as well. Like you don't have, like people always say, oh, you know, your relationship is perfect or you guys look so happy. And you say, it's, you know, it's a, it's a a work in progress. There's a lot that you have to, there's a lot of give and take. Um, You... You you don't have to literally have an Instagram relationship where you're just like taking cute selfies with each other in bed, you know, and doing shit like that all the time. That, that you you actually can have time to yourself, <laughs> yeah. and time apart, and yeah, and it's healthy know. to ha- it is healthy to have time apart as yeah. well. And th- the moment when you, especially like if you live with someone and you have to spend every waking moment with with them, it's not easy. And also on the flip side, spending every waking moment with someone and then not anymore and having mm. that away from you it's a big it's a big readjustment one big thing that i have always said is i have this real issue when um and i don't mean this to offend anyone this is just what i've seen over the years but whenever when two people become a we mm. and like yeah. it, I, I think it's important not to lose your sense of self when you're in a relationship because yeah. you still are an individual and you still like, you know, if you're just saying yes to stuff or you're saying, Oh, I can't say yes to that until I check with my partner mm. or, you know, and, it, and of course there are exemptions to those rules, but it's funny when I see couples and all of a sudden they merge into one person yeah. and they tend to not do anything, do anything unless apart. it's the pair yeah. of them. And I'm like, no, no, you can still be your own person. Sometimes it's cute to be that like that package deal sometimes, Absolutely. but then there's other times where you have certain friends that like, you know, are just your friends and, and oh my God, like that. when we went overseas at Christmas time and we went with some of um, our best friends and all of a sudden my boyfriend had someone on his team, I was like, excuse me, what's going on here? I'm like, how come <laughs> you normally just do everything I say? How come all of a sudden you've got someone on your side who's agreeing with you? I'm like, I'm not sure I like this. <laughs> no, I'm not a controlling boyfriend. That's just no, not the slightest. No, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Okay, so we've come to the part of our podcast where we like to do our shout-outs to our best duties. That is someone who is an incredible person in your life, who is your best friend, who is your confidant, who is there for you. Uh, if you do have a best duty, you can send us a DM on Instagram at bestduties and tell us who you want us to give a shout-out to, and we are more than happy to do it. Um, Sam, who have you got as your best duty this I, week? Okay, so in the midst of a breakup, I thought, what's the perfect thing to do? Let's watch trashy reality TV. Oh, God. So what did you watch? I've started The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in New York <laughs> from the very start. So Stop. I would just like to say my best duties this week are the entire cast of the first <laughs> seasons of Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. Okay. Especially Adrian Maloof. Because they're getting Lisa me through, Denham. right? Yeah, they're getting me through. They're just getting Actually, me through. did you hear, um, and this is very a scandalo, but um, I saw Bobby Burke recently was in a bit of a scandal because he was he said some story about one of the Real Housewives of New York, yes, I think it was, and that like stole from him. Yes, and, and I think you know I know who, who it is. Do you yeah. know what it came out? <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I'm going to say it, but it I was, won't say who it is. Oh, I'll say it. I don't care. Okay, you say it. Was it was Ramona Singer. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because I read that maybe it was Aviva. No, no. It came, oh. I th- I'm pretty sure it came out and it was Ramona, which doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Because she was like, I didn't I didn't mean to steal. Like, And I can just imagine her saying that with her big <laughs> eyes. Yeah. The big eyes. She's like, I didn't mean to do that. No, I, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, no, okay. No. <laughs> well, speaking of um, hilarious best duties this week, mine's a bit of a silly one. Um, mine goes out to Elle McPherson. Now, the reason it goes out to Elle McPherson is because I read an article about Elle that talked about her kooky lifestyle, and I just want to give her a big thumbs up for... um, for living her life like this, she one of the things that she does is she eats blessed salads. So you can imagine she has a very Sorry, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I know she has a very Gwyneth Paltrow lifestyle, a very goopish, uh, very goop, life, yeah. yeah. Um, and she does a lot of yoga and a lot of like. Who? So she prays to her salads before she eats them, and then she eats them. I'm getting into this because I if, need I to can, do it. if I can, if I can look like some, exactly like to a salad, she's got I'm like some kind it. of fountain of youth business going on, and I'm like, if I have to say some nice words to my salads because I literally for the last two weeks have been eating nothing but salad, <laughs> and I'm like trying to think thin thoughts. And I think that if I pray to my salad before I eat it and it makes me look like Elle McPherson, then that's a done deal. And I just think, Elle, if you're brave enough to be that person, then good on you, sweetheart. Because, <laughs> I mean, if, if I was in my 50s and I look like that, Can I'd we be get, happy. like, a copy of the prayer that she says to her salad? I'm Is sure it's probably customed because yeah, it's custom designed. Because, right, okay. you know, like, the way you pray to Rocket is not the same as the way you pray to Iceberg. Because Iceberg's just, like, a little bit more fun. How do you pray to McDonald's? Loose. Um, I think it's, it's, you start off with a sin. Like I've sinned because I'm eating oh, you. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> Please forgive me. I'm going to figure out that one first <laughs> yeah. and then I'll get onto the salad prayers afterwards. Because okay. I don't think, I think I need to just start close okay. to the home and then get towards the salad. Yeah, yeah. Let's not reach too far just yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sam, it's been nice catching up with you again. As always. Here we are at the end of the podcast yet oh again. Gosh, that flew by, one. didn't it? It does. And um, we are, of course, doing our podcast from isolation at the moment because there's no place like home no, no um, which is you know <laughs> where we've been doing these podcasts yep uh, shall we finish off how we normally do oh absolutely alright let's give it a there's no place like homo there's no place like homo there's no place like homo let me out of the house please not, oh my I, god we, I'm so bored <laughs>